This is Justin Michael Williams, and welcome to the Kingdom Podcast. We believe there is something bigger than us, but also something big within us. We believe that all of us have the power to transform our lives and to transform the world. And we believe that wisdom is everywhere, but especially in you. This is our moment to ask life's biggest questions and to rise together. Welcome to the kingdom. Kingdom family, kingdom family, kingdom family, what's good, everybody? Oh my gosh, we are back. Hello, Justin Michael Williams here. I'm so excited to be with you here today in season three of The Kingdom, all about the power, the power of love. And in this special episode, we are talking about forgiveness and giving a how-to guide on how to bring more forgiveness into your life in a practical step-by-step way. We're actually gonna speak about the five core elements to offering up forgiveness in your life. And I have a very special guest who will be joining me soon, Shelly Tegelski. So many of you know her, she is absolutely incredible. Welcoming her back to the Kingdom family for the first time in a little while. And I'll properly introduce Shelly a little bit later, but you are in for an incredible treat today. So I want to just ask you all, as we're diving into this today, and we think about forgiveness, how many of you have someone in your life that you need to forgive? How many of you have something that you need to forgive yourself for? And how many of you need to ask for forgiveness from someone else, from something maybe that you've done that you need to atone or get some forgiveness offered to you for. Forgiveness is one of these practices that we have to continue to cultivate in our lives to expand our sense of love. And we'll be diving very deeply into this throughout this entire Kingdom session today. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this one for quite some time. So as we prepare to get into our session, one of the things that we do here in every session of the kingdom is something that I call a little bit of silence. And a little bit of silence is what we do to just get really present. We spend so much of our day running around and doing a million things and multitasking. And so whatever you're doing right now, whether you're listening live or listening to the podcast, whether you're on a walk or washing your dishes or whatever it is that you're doing, we're gonna give ourselves the gift of one minute of silence, where you don't have to do anything. Just drop in and let yourself be here now. And so today, we're gonna drop into the energy of joy. So for one minute, I want you to just imagine and drop into the energy of joy, fully embracing it and letting it overcome your whole body and mind and just infusing this space and your life with the energy of joy. Here's 60 seconds, a little bit of silence.
God, Spirit, Universe, all that is, all that ever has been, and all that ever will be, we thank you. Thank you for bringing this community together. Thank you for helping us drop into our hearts and open our minds to become an expression of love. Thank you for giving us the gift of this moment to learn and grow and share in a safe community where we all belong. Thank you for our incredible special guest today and all the magic she brings to the world. And may each of us feel love and peace in our hearts today and take exactly what it is that we need from today's session to be a greater expression of ourselves on this planet. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Great Spirit. We are here in service of love. So it is, Ashe, Aho, Salam, Amen, Shalom, Satnam, Awen, Om. Thank you. All right, family. Here we are. And I am so excited to get into this session now on forgiveness. And our quote of the month this month that really ties into forgiveness, and this is one of the quotes that Shelley and I use in our book. And it's one of my favorite definitions here, but the, my favorite quote on forgiveness comes from Oprah. And it's, and y'all know I love basically everything from Oprah, but it is, forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could have been any different. I want you to just hear it again and see where that lands in you. Forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could have been any different. And so as we talk about forgiveness and go through this how-to guide, it is with great honor that I prepare to welcome to the stage one of my best friends and family to me, Shelly Tegelski. And I'll give you her professional bio because it's quite impressive. But Shelly Tegelski has been hailed by individuals ranging from President Joe Biden to Ariana Huffington to John Kabat-Zinn to Maria Shriver. And she is the founder of Pandemic of Love and the co-founder of Partners in Kind, which is bringing intention and purpose into the media industry. Her work has been featured by over a hundred media outlets, but just a few that you might know. Shelley and Pandemic of Love was featured as a CNN hero, The Kelly Clarkson Show, CBS This Morning, The New York Times, Washington Post. She is a trauma-informed mindfulness teacher. And Shelly and I have come together. We met really in service of community and have been teaching and, and speaking and working and loving the world together for several years now. And we came together to write a book that we are so grateful has been endorsed by Martin Luther King III with the foreword written by Andrea Waters King and the King family endorsing this book called How We Ended Racism, Realizing a New Possibility in One Generation. And one of the things about this book is that forgiveness, there's no way we can 
end racism without forgiveness being one of the pillars. And so in the book, we discuss the eight pillars of possibility that need to be present in order for racism to end. And forgiveness is one of the main pillars. And so today, Shelly and I are going to talk to you about forgiveness using the content directly from the book. And I'm so honored and so excited to welcome to the Kingdom community, my sister, Shelly Tegelski. Everybody say what's up to Shelly. <laughs> You're so it's great. Time. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. I believe it. I believe it. I can't believe it's been um, almost, it's been like two years since I've been on the kingdom, which is crazy, right? Since, since the first book came out. And so, oh no, actually we were together last summer in Grenada. Yeah, last summer. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to be with this community. Um, many of the community members, of course, were... I would say in our first and second cohorts for what really informed this book that we wrote together, which is incredible. So their contribution as well should be honored and recognized because we absolutely would not have had the courage to write this book without your participation. So I just want to take a moment and honor that and say thank you. Oh, I love you, Shelley. Yes, no, absolutely. None of this would exist without our incredible community. And you know, hopefully they feel honored by the work that has come out of their deep work, you know, and stories yeah, that yeah. you shared with us so vulnerably and so powerfully. And so Shelly, you know, one of the things about the book <clears throat> that I love that people always wonder, they say, how we ended racism? What do you mean? No, we did it. And so, the, <laughs> you know, the vantage point of the book and how this is going to tie into forgiveness, I want to be clear. Can yeah. you share with people kind of how we're starting in the future and the vantage point of, of the book? Yeah. So, you know, Justin, I know, talks a lot and teaches a lot about manifesting things, right? Thinking about the future, thinking about what could be possible. And when we're standing in the present and we're thinking about what we want in the future, certainly that's a really important and great exercise to do. You know, whether you're writing it down, whether there's a vision board, it kind of creates a path for you. But there's something really interesting that happens when we invert that process. And when we start, instead of from creating from the present and arriving in the future, thinking about where we want to get to, because sometimes where we want to get to seems really impossible. And I'll give you a tangible example in a minute. Um, but being able to stand in the future where that possibility has already become a reality and kind of unwinding or rewinding the tape to see how we got here in the first place is equally as important. Yeah. We certainly wanna know where we're going, but I think it's really important sometimes to help inform how we can get there to actually think about it in reverse. Yeah. And so one of the examples that Justin and I use in the book is when man, woman, people, person first went to space, right? Humanity first made it to the moon. When that statement was first uttered, people thought that President John F. Kennedy was nuts. nuts. Many people were like excited about the prospect, but they thought, ah, that's never going to happen in our lifetime. There's no way. We haven't even like launched, you know, um, a, anything towards the moon, like barely getting a satellite up, right? And so I think the fact that 
if you're able to help people understand from the future that there is a real possibility of something happening, like ending racism, which seems so insurmountable, especially in these times, seems completely impossible, being able to actually imagine that that is the reality that we're living in helps us figure out a way right through our feeling through embodiment through a, a knowing that it is possible because we have all the tools available to us in humanity yeah and that's not foolish optimism that's that's fact we have all the tools but then understanding how we can use those tools to actually get to that moon yeah to actually put that flag into place and say we've conquered racism we've ended it yeah and this, is that uh, is something that is possible it's so and this is why you know we're so excited to bring this to you on forgiveness because the you know the vantage point of this is if we stood in the future and racism has ended looking back at today what would have had to happen and based upon all the scientific research and everything we've done these eight pillars of possibility arose and these eight pillars what it means is racism can't end unless these eight pillars are present and if they are mm -hmm. then the possibility becomes possible and that's kind of getting us to the starting line and one of the key pillars is forgiveness and understanding that if we stood in the future and racism was gone and looked back at today that one of the things we would have had to do was learn how to ask for forgiveness and how to offer forgiveness and really understanding the psychology the neuroscience and not that everybody needs to become an expert and understand these things but we hopefully embodied these things to help you all see what is really needed and so forgiveness is one of these key elements and today we're going to walk you through in in just the five core elements of offering forgiveness this is one of the big things that we're going to talk about together. But before we talk about the five core elements, I just want to tee up forgiveness for everybody a little bit, Shelley. When we talk about forgiveness and love, what would you say, and this is something Shelly and I've never talked about. I saved this for this interview. What would you say forgiveness has to do with the power of love? Because that's what this whole season is about. Sure, sure. I think that offering forgiveness specifically, accepting forgiveness is the greatest measure of self-love. Mm. The greatest measure of self-compassion that we can offer ourselves, which seems like such a radical notion and completely an inverse or like ironic to what it is that we're trying to say, because what does offering somebody else forgiveness have anything to do with yourself and loving yourself? And I think as we delve into the five core elements, we'll be able to like extrapolate that out for people, right? Yeah. Because it really does have so much to do with the amount of compassion and energy that you are exerting on yourself and where you're putting and harnessing that energy. Yes. 
Amen. And, you know, one of the things that I find is really important too is, you know, we talked about this framed in, in ending racism, but it, it can be framed. Forgiveness, I think, is framed in everything. And the reason yeah. I say that is like, if you're going to stand in any future, right, the future that you want for your family, the future that you want for your relationship, the future that you want for the world, for yourself, for your business, for anything, and you stand in that future as if it's complete and look back at today yeah. and go on the journey, you're going to make mistakes, right? right? Like you're going to make mistakes on the way. And obviously if you're going to make mistakes, other people are going to make mistakes too. And so in that journey of getting to the finish line that we want to go to, being able to offer forgiveness for the mistakes made and the lessons learned really kind of harkens back to the original quote of forgiveness is letting go of the hope that the past could have been any different. Right. You know? Right. Letting go of that resentment as well, right? I yeah. think forgiveness is really about true freedom, the yeah. attainment of true freedom. And I think that the path to freedom from any type of resentment or attachment that we have for that hope that things could have been different, right, is not so much through the forgiveness of the other person, but rather through that lens of loving ourselves. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I think that the like to bring, to bring that, that loving presence, our own loving presence to the, um, to suffering that was crystallized in a, in, in a key moment in our lives into like some form of pain or trauma that was caused by another person is ultimately what can heal the suffering and allow us to let go. Amen. Amen. Y'all, I'm going to be amen and shalom and all day with <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things though, Shelly, that I think is so powerful is forgiveness is one of these things that I feel like the word just gets mm -hmm. thrown around a lot. You know what I yeah. mean? People talk about forgiveness yeah. and you forgive and you forgive. And then you end up saying you forgave something, saying you've oh, offered yeah. forgiveness. <laughs> and then you're really bullshitting because you're really still mad about the thing or you're really still thinking about the thing. Right. So how do you right. feel that that relates here to this conversation? Well, I think that first and foremost, it really it really anchors in the fact that I think specifically in Western culture, we have this belief that forgiveness requires two people. Mm -hmm. The act of forgiveness actually requires two people. And that is not the case. Amen. And I think that when you look at like other cultures that are not steeped in sort of Western values, that, that forgiveness is a completely different process. Yeah. And that gives you this like aha moment. It's so forgiveness becomes this, this process of releasing harm, this process of being able to release harm in a very skilled way that is about offering ourselves a measure of self-love. Yes. Oh, 
Yes. And you know, like I, I've never heard you say that. And that was really good. So thank you. <laughs> and the, the, um, I mean, Shelly and I teach a lot together. So when we have new things come out, it's also really exciting to me. And so the, um, this leads me to Shelly, one of the things that we talk about deeply in the book. And I think it's something yeah. that people often confuse and conflate forgiveness with other things. Right. And that kind of prohibits us from forgiving because we're not thinking of it sometimes as releasing harm. We we're, we're, have this confusion that makes us feel like, well, if I forgive, then I'm also doing this. And, right. and then people stop themselves from forgiving. So I'm just going to share with people the list of what we put inside the book of what forgiveness is Please, not. Yes. And all of this is really studied, right? So forgiveness is not, listen carefully, condoning. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not excusing. Forgiveness is not encouraging someone to continue what they're doing. Forgiveness is not being tolerant of disrespect. Forgiveness is not minimizing your hurt. Forgiveness is not being lenient. Forgiveness, here's a big one, is not having weak boundaries. Forgiveness is not reconciliation, meaning you can forgive and still choose not to be in that person's life, still choose not to reconnect. Forgiveness is not reestablishing trust. Forgiveness is not denying or suppressing anger. Forgiveness is not ignoring accountability or justice. And last but not least, forgiveness is not saying what happened is okay. That's right. So Shelly, which ones of these do you think sometimes stick with you as you're trying to forgive? Well, for me, you know, I think denying or suppressing my anger because I also tend to lean towards trying to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so I had to work very hard on denying or suppressing my own anger, um, minimizing my hurt. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and being able to acknowledge that I, that actually, in fact, yes, I have been hurt and I do have a right to be upset. Um, and that I have a right therefore to, um, to work through that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is really big. I think for me, um, the biggest one for me is denying or suppressing anger and, mm. uh, reestablishing trust. Like sometimes I feel like if I forgive someone then I'm like yeah. in a space and I have to remember that I can totally forgive and release them and give up right. the that they've been any different and still right. not fucking trust them ever again. You know what I mean? Like that can really be a thing. <laughs> And, and, but, but still hold a space of love open in my heart, you know, for, yeah. for just there, just to bless them on their path. You know what I mean? But not have to open, yeah. open myself up in that way to them again. You know, there's an example that we give in the book that I want to share with people. I know we weren't planning on sharing this today, but that just breaks it down like very practically, right? Because all of these things that forgiveness is not, you know, or doesn't automatically result in, we often think are contingent to forgiveness. And the example that we give in the, uh, in the book is like, imagine that you are in a parking lot 
and another person accidentally backs up into your bumper, causing damage right, right. to your car. And so you can forgive them, but you would still likely hold them accountable and get their insurance and make them repair your car, pay the cost for repairing your car, right? But the inverse is true as well. So think of all the times and all the ways and all the people who spend energy, time, money, resources, their whole spirit pursuing legal action or getting right. revenge or getting trying to get something from someone and they actually finally get what they want. They get what they want out of the divorce. They get what they want out of the legal action and still come out on the other side without any closure. Yeah. And Not so only without any closure, but with so much anger, with anger. so much bitterness, yeah. with so much vitriolic like energy that is literally poisoning you in every single way. Yes. And this is, and this is what we're saying. Like you can be awarded, we've seen this, millions of dollars for something that happened to you that someone did that was illegal or something like this or crime and still be holding on, like Shelly said, to the poison and the vitriol yeah. anger inside of you. Right. And so, so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I mean, I think Justin, like ultimately what that relays to where that brings us is so like, what is our responsibility? What is the role that then we have to play? Yeah. Even if we were the victim, even if we were wronged, what is the role that we have to play? And the only role that we have in this process is that we have to realize that we have a responsibility we're the only ones who can be responsible for whatever unfolds next. Yes. That's the only responsibility that we have. We can't, we can't change the past, right? We can't not marry that person that we just got a divorce from or un rewind and undo that car accident or whatever it is the case may be. Yeah. Or even with races, what we, we can do is correct. slavery. We can't undo Whatever happened with this police officer, we can't undo whatever's going on in the world, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, and, and the bottom line is, is that when we do that, when we can acknowledge that we can't control what happened in the past, but that we have a conscious choice in how we want to continue to move forward, what we're doing there, and this is what we talk about in the book, is we're opening the door to new possibilities. Yes. We're opening the door to new possibilities. And if we don't do it, those doors remain locked. Yes. They remain locked to us forever. Yes. And this is, you know, the key here that forgiveness is an inside job. And this is what Shelly started with of, of the idea that forgiveness takes two people. Forgiveness. Yes is an inside job. Maybe some of those other things that we listed, condoning this, blah, 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 maybe those take two people. The actual forgiveness, the healing work, which forgiveness is healing work, is an inside job.
And so right. we're going to get now to these five core elements of offering forgiveness. And let me just say very quickly that, you know, Shelly and I actually, we had a long conversation about this because we wanted to teach you everything and we really wanted to narrow it down. So we kind of break it up into two different ways of dealing with forgiveness. There's yeah. offering forgiveness, meaning someone did something that you feel like harmed you or was wrong, and then you need to offer forgiveness. And then there's asking for forgiveness, which is you did something where people need to right. give. And so instead of trying to jam it all in here, we're focusing in this session because it's something that you can do today, right now, with no one else. Nothing, it can happen in this session. We wanted to focus on offering forgiveness and the asking for forgiveness bit is inside of our book. And, you know, we'll continue to talk about this much, much over time. And so Shelly, I'm going to yeah. kick it to you here for this first little bit, the first element of offering forgiveness sure. of the five core elements, which is express yourself. Right. So the first core element, right, is really about listening to ourselves. We're the ones who have been harmed and therefore we're the ones that need to be heard. And you might be like asking for a moment, like heard by who, you know, because the person that I need to be offered for, you know, forgiveness by um, is not around anymore physically. Maybe they're not, they're not alive anymore. Maybe they moved away or maybe you haven't talked to them in 20 years, but you're still holding on to this resentment. So you might already be kind of putting up a wall immediately and saying, no, 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 they'll never hear me. I tried talking to them, but you're the one who needs to hear yourself. Expressing yourself means first and foremost, creating a safe container and a safe space first and foremost for yourself. Because oftentimes what happens is that, and, and I know I've done this before, and Justin, you and I have talked about this before, but like, and, and again, culturally, this is something that I think has been sort of hijacked by the industrial wellness complex, right? A little bit, but we do something called premature forgiveness where we're like over it or we write something down and we burn it or we throw it into you know the ocean or we have some sort of like symbolic thing that happens but we really aren't delving into the true toll of the actions that communicate and communicate to ourselves the 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 pain the the true hurt that was caused because we don't want to think about it. It hurts too much. So we sort of suppress, you know, and that's what we just talked about. We, we suppress, we deny, we diminish what the hurt is so that it could be easier, if you will, to let it go. Just let it go. And so expressing yourself is the one core element that you cannot skip over. It's the one core element that regardless of whether you do the other four things, has to be done. You have to be willing to hear yourself. You have to be willing to bear witness for yourself. And so how do you do this? You let yourself feel. 
the emotions. And I know Justin has talked on the kingdom here many a times about the emotions wheel and about being able to identify our emotions and really just name them, right? Name it to tame it. And so it's allowing ourselves to truly feel the emotions, how they arise without any judgment and understand very clearly defining for ourselves how the wrongdoing actually affected us rather than constantly like pushing away these feelings that are uncomfortable, that can be very traumatic, that can be very triggering sometimes to feel. But unless we are willing to actually sit with the emotion, unless we're willing to be uncomfortable and sit with it, we're never going to be able to actually truly let it go and resolve it. Yeah. So, right? Like Rumi, the poet Rumi said, the only way out is through. Yes. And so we've got to go through it in order to be able to actually come out on, on the other side. And so how do we do this? Um, one of the things that, you know, Justin taught me and that I, um, you know, like consciously I knew this, that it was a way to kind of go through something. But um, Justin has like a really great journaling practice. He likes to, you know, write these letters of forgiveness and he's got some great templates that we've also incorporated in the book. And so you can do this by writing a letter to yourself that really is very specific about the pain that was caused to you, how it made you feel, what came up for you, what, what, what deep impact that person actually had in your life. Yeah. And normally, because it's so uncomfortable, we skip over this part, right? We just gloss over it because we just don't want to reenact this terrible injustice that happened to us. Yeah. And, you know, Shelly, I think one of the things that I want to point out here, so like ways of the expressing yourself, and, and I love the way that Shelly really honed in here, is it's not necessarily about expressing yourself to the other person. It's most important. Of course, of course, if you can, you, and it's safe to, you can do that. But the most important piece is expressing yourself to yourself, fully experiencing it, like Shelly said. And so one of the ways that I find that this happens other than journaling that yeah. sometimes easy for me is calling someone and processing it. But what we normally do when we feel like someone has done something wrong and we call a friend to talk about it, mm -hmm. all we're talking about is the other person. Can you believe they did this? They should have did this. I can't believe. You know what I mean? What would have happened? What? You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, I'm just like, we go on yeah. and on about, about the situation, about the story. Correct. And that's fine. Get that out. Well, right. Right. But then it has to then be about, okay, turn in. How do you feel? What is, it, what is quaking inside of you because of this situation that would cause it to be a breakdown for you? You're going to say something here, Shelly. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that if you don't do that, you have this like unresolved wounding. It's like a scab that like kind of like starts to heal and yeah. then it, you just keep picking on it. And it, it festers over time. And there's this like lingering, this festering wound that just flares up over time. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, you're not doing yourself any favors. And certainly if you have the opportunity to actually communicate to this other person, if they're still 
alive, even if they're not receptive, you know, per se, or you don't know for sure if they would be, but if the situation, as Justin said, if it was safe, you know, if you're not communicating to the person how you feel and how harmed you, you, you feel, you're actually not, not just that you're not doing yourself any favors by not processing it first yourself, but you're not doing the other person any favors either. Yeah. I mean, think about it if you were like in the, in the, in that other person's shoes, right? Have you ever been in, in somebody's shoes where somebody, you harmed somebody and they didn't actually share that with you and you had to either find out through the grapevine or through somebody else, or it came up like five years later because- the And you were like, oh my God, I can't even believe. Yeah. And you're like, I can't, be- yeah. I can't believe I didn't know about this. You didn't tell me this has been under right. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that winds up informing this entire relationship or, or non-relationship, if you will, because that person wasn't willing to share with you. And so in a way, we're also withholding, you know, not just the self-love for ourselves, but an opportunity for another person to maybe be receptive or to sit with it. Maybe, yes, maybe be reactive at first. Maybe they would be offended or put a wall up. But imagine that even if you planted a seed with them, and it doesn't affect your relationship with them in any way, shape or form, how it might affect future relationships down the road that that person may have. Yes, this will ripple, this will ripple. And this is good, not expressing yourself to the other person or just expressing yourself honestly impacts the trajectory of love and limits the love that's even available for you and for them and for everything that goes down the road moving in the future because then we have the trauma response to whatever it was and we're worried about whatever it was. Let's go to the second element of forgiveness, second core element, which is release control of the outcome. Release control of the outcome. This is big, y'all. This is big. Mm -hmm. Because many of us say, I will forgive because this is what I want to happen. Right. Like, I'm only going to forgive them if they do this, right? If this is, and so this is all about control. And forgiveness is not about control because the only person you can control is yourself. And so one of the things that we talk about in the book pretty deeply, and I'll give you just a little peek of it here, is what you have to understand is after you express yourself to someone and you offer up your truth, You are no longer in control at all. You never were in control, but you are not in control of how they respond to it, what their reaction is, if they get upset, if they follow along, if it takes them time. And this part, I think, is what scares us and keeps us from offering forgiveness to people sometimes. Right. Because I don't know what they're going to say. We're so worried about making sure we can control and deal with the outcome, maybe because we were so hurt by what happened in the past that we're unwilling to step in and forgive and be open to the miracle that might be a possibility that is impossible unless you step in and liberate love through forgiveness. And so, you know, one of the things that we find always happens is um, (laughs) 
Like, let's say someone apologizes to you. Okay, let's just put, let's just put it out there. Like, someone did something wrong, and they come and they apologize to you. Right. What we see happens all the time is because they didn't apologize exactly the way that you wanted. They didn't say the one word that you felt like you needed to hear. Or maybe in their apology, they said one sentence that triggered you. People hold on to that one thing and then don't forgive, right? So someone comes to you and says, I'm so sorry that this happened. And then we, even after getting an apology, we don't forgive. And so we still hold on. And so this releasing control of the outcome, what you have to remember here, Shelly used the word response, responsible, becoming responsible for what happens next, becoming responsible for our energy and the forgiveness that happens. And what that has to do with releasing control of the outcome is this. One of my my mentors and teachers who's actually worked with Shelly and I on a lot, quite honestly, this book wouldn't exist without this human, really, quite Mm -hmm. like truly, Jim Selman. Um, He like really inspired, like gave the push to, to, to write this in a really big way to start and do the liberation experience and everything. And Jim talks about this word responsibility. And this is another word that we throw around a lot. But if you think about responsibility as response-ability, meaning the ability to respond. Right. Responsibility is you have the ability to respond, which doesn't mean we often think about responsibility as whose fault is it. Responsibility is not who's at fault. We all have responsibility. We have responsibility for this community. You have the ability to respond to what happens to any situation in your life, even if it's not your fault, even if someone else shows up in a way that you don't want them to show up, you have the ability to respond. And here's the key. So do they. Right. So this is where you have to release control and know that at every juncture, you have the opportunity to respond to it and that will free you to release control of the outcome because you can just show up for what happens next. Right. And I think that where things get murky, Justin, is that Mm. people confuse responsibility with reactability. Hello. Right? Yes. Reactability is... It's this subconscious, those emotions that are coming up. You feel it here. Your heart is racing. You feel nauseous. You're angry. The walls go up. That's your reactive self. That's very different than responsibility. Yeah. It's a very big difference. And so when we can really understand as, you know, one of the main core tenets of Buddhism is that the root of all suffering is attachment. So when we attach ourselves to those outcomes, we're going to be miserable. Yeah, We're guaranteeing ourselves that we're going to be miserable. So if we can delineate the difference between, yes, I'm reacting to this thing that this person is saying, but now I'm going to sit with it. And now I'm, I can take a moment and respond in a way that is conscious and thoughtful and mindful and heartful. Then suddenly it's a completely you know, different type of outcome. Yeah. And this leads me, Shelly, to our third of the five core elements of forgiveness, which is getting rid of grudges. 
And this is a piece I have to say, y'all, that Shelley really, really put into this work and in, in the book in a big way. Because you had done a lot of work, Shelley, already on on grudges, mm. you know. And yes. so I would love for you to speak to this. This is it's such a sure. great piece of the puzzle because people hold grudges. They do, but you know, it's not even about. I, I think people don't just hold grudges; people become their grudges. It becomes like a core element. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Say it again. People don't just so hold grudges. don't just hold grudges, they become their grudges. And what I mean by that is that it becomes a core part of your identity. You don't even realize like how infused it becomes like in every cell of your being and the way that, again, you react and respond to situations because you're, you're creating from a space of that grudge, of that identity, that victimized mentality, that, that that person that was wronged, you, you marry that identity so deeply, it becomes a wound that suddenly you find it very hard to remove yourself from that, right? Because the identity of victimhood really starts to define who you are as a person. And so subconsciously, you may not realize that this is happening, but it gives you this weird eerie sense of purpose because you believe that in some way the pain defines who you are that the pain defines who you are as a person yeah and so imagine if you let go of that pain or that grudge how would you self-identify would you feel like you would look at yourself the same way Right. And, and who would you be if you were not a person that was wronged or not the victim? And so I think that's why it's so hard for people to let go of grudges, because oftentimes it just becomes an extension, or at least we believe it becomes an extension of who we are. And it couldn't be further from the truth. It's actually just weighing us down. Yes. And, you know, I love this because how many times have we let what happened to us define the story of who we think we are? Right. And as it relates even to this concept that we talk about in the book about ending racism. Yeah. I, you know what? There's a lot of terrible things that have happened in the world all the way back to the dawn of time. And there will continue to be Right. And if we can't give up the hope that the past could have been any different and we can't release the grudges that we're holding for the people who wronged us, then we become the story of the wrong and the wrong is still controlling us. Right. Right. It's still controlling. And, yes. Go, 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 go. That's right. Well, and so what I was going to say to build on that, and really on all that we're saying is that once you're able to relinquish this identity, this victimhood identity, this grudge identity, then you're relinquishing that hope and what happened in the past. What are you making room for? You're making room for the present moment to be able to define you. Yes. 
Yes. That's what you're making space for. Yes. Instead of the past defining you, instead of that whole story, and then we right. keep. I'm just going to say yes, yes, because it is. You get it. Everybody gets it. Like right. that is that is it. No, you know? yeah. But I want to say this too because we do mention this in the book, and I think it's really important. And it goes back to what forgiveness is not, and how we're not saying that forgiving or letting go of a grudge is synonymous with condoning some behavior that happened. We're not denying the fact that something could have been incredibly traumatic, incredibly painful, maybe even physically painful, right? But we have to understand that we're capable as human beings of holding two truths in duality. Yes. The pain and the medicine for the pain. Rather than holding on to, to just the pain with two hands, what if you just free one hand? What if you just do that first? Maybe eventually you'll be willing to put the pain down too. But can you, can you free one hand and hold the pain in one hand and hold the medicine for the pain in the other? Can you hold the wound in one hand? Can you hold the salve for your wound in another hand? Number four of the five core elements of forgiveness, take accountability for yourself. Accountability is another word that I think we confuse all the time. Accountability is the ability to be counted on. The ability to be counted on. Who can I count on in this moment to take it forward? And the only person in this forgiveness process that you can for sure know that you can be fully responsible and fully accountable for is yourself. You can be accountable. You can count on yourself. And so what we often think about with accountability is who's to blame. I want you to think about it as who can be counted on. And when we look at it this way, everything shifts. Because we've already talked about this kind of connects to the piece of releasing control and this idea of the paradox. And the question then becomes, can you be accountable for yourself to show up for your own healing in this process? Mm. Can you, like Shelly said, pull the other person out of it and let the healing be an inside job and let that person be accountable for themselves instead of you trying to force them to take accountability or do something or having your healing be contingent upon them taking accountability. Right. Can you be accountable for yourself? And so, so often we withhold our forgiveness under the expectation that the other person is going to take accountability. Right. Sometimes the person is dead. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. the person is never going to take accountability. They're going to disagree with you for your entire life. Does that mean that you forever are going to be holding on to the grudge of this situation? Right. And so can right. you fully be accountable for yourself? Shelly, anything you want to add there? I mean, I think really it's just also understanding that like it's the accountability, the accountability for yourself also includes your expectation of that person. Like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to phrase this the right way, but basically like your expectation of what that person is going to do, and then you continue to hold on to it. You're continuing to hold on to, I, for, I lost my train of thought. You're going to have to- I got you. 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 I actually got you. So when okay. what Shelly's talking about, you know, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So Shelly's talking about the, expect- yeah, the expectation that we're having on the other person, right? And right. we expect them to respond or react in a certain kind of way, which connects to Correct. everything you've been talking about. But you cannot force someone to take accountability. You cannot force them. And and the expectation, of course, we want to have a grateful expectation that things are going to come out in the right way. But the only thing that you should expect is for what how you're going to be accountable for the situation and your right. side of the street. So I don't know if that picks right. up what you were saying, Shelly. It does. And I think what I, it's now I remembered what I was going to say. I was going to say that it's it's a vicious cycle because what can ultimately happen is that you went in feeling grudges. You went in feeling like, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm expecting this person to act a certain way. And then if they don't act that way, which is most of the time, a lot of the times what, what ultimately actually winds up happening in certain situations, um, you wind up with a secondary grudge. So now you have like the first pain, the first grudge, Now you're layering a second layer of grudge and then the third layer of, and then, you know what I mean? And it's just like this vicious cycle that you're caught in. Yeah. It informs the way you respond, not just to that person. You're creating this sort of default mode over time, this sort of, you know, trench that like when water goes over a rock over time, you know, you're creating this sort of default mode, this path that just gets further and further ingrained that, oh, I can't trust people, or this is how people, all men show up, or this is how, you know, my mother is always going to be, or whatever the narrative is, you're just like layering on additional uh, narratives because you're, you're, you're coming to the table without that level of accountability. Yes. And, you know, this leads me, Shelly, to take us to the final element here, the fifth element of forgiveness. Yeah. We're going to get into a, a practical application of people can integrate this into their lives. Letting go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it Let go. It go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shelly, talk, talk to us All right. about letting go. So letting go is releasing, synonymous to releasing. And so when we're saying letting go, it's important, again, that we reiterate this. We're not saying ignoring what happened. Forget whatever you think letting go actually means. What we're saying is, is that letting go requires that you trust and that you have faith 
that if you've shown up and done your part in this forgiveness process, the five core elements that we're discussing here, that all will eventually fall into place as it needs to. Yeah. Right? And so you're allowing, you're having trust and faith that the process will unfold instead of you trying to force it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that is really incredibly important. You don't keep returning to the situation over and over again. Don't keep wishing it could happen differently. You can let go and you can forgive. And that eventually helps the rocket, you know, and the booster separate and you become further and further removed away from, from this pain, from this suffering that is, is very like tangible and very real for you. Um, but at the forefront of your mind all the time. And it just becomes a part of the background. Yeah. And so Shelly, this takes me to, I want to lead into a practice for people here to really guide through an experience to be able to bring up something in your own life, everybody, where you can offer forgiveness. And whether you're listening to this live, you're listening to the podcast, you're driving, whatever it is, but you can think about this in your mind. You can journal about it. You can continue to come back to this practice to right. any time you need forgiveness. And this is, will also be inside of the book. And so I'm going to take us through these incomplete sentences. And we'll read them out loud and then leave a little bit of a blank. And what I want you to do is if you're here live in the chat box, type in the very first response that comes into your mind, okay? The very first response that comes into your mind when I read the sentence. And Shelly, we'll switch off um, and and read one each. Okay. So just feel into your heart. So everybody just take a moment and just drop into your heart. If you're able to maybe put a hand over your heart and the other hand on top of that. And just take a deep, full breath in and a deep, full breath out. And think of something in your life where you need to offer someone forgiveness. Some situation, something in your life where you need to offer someone forgiveness. And now we'll begin with some of these sentences. Trust the first thing that arises. The first one is, Something I may need to forgive is. What happened that upset me is. The emotions that arise as I think about this now are. How that's affecting me now is how it might be impacting other situations or relationships in my life is. 
how I will show up differently in the world once I let this go is When I look a little deeper, what really held me back from letting this go is Once I really let this go, it will free me from And just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And just take a moment to see what arises for you. You can continue to come back to this practice. You know, Shelly, these practices are so powerful and I, I wanna say to everybody that I'm so grateful that you all are taking the time to be vulnerable and share with us here in this way. You know, there's been a lot in my life that I've had to forgive and this is collectively about the world and also just in my personal life in right. every instant to make sure these stories don't define who I am, but what defines who I am is who I am becoming. And right. the vision of what I believe is possible for my life and for the world and who it is that the narrative that I want to write my story into. And so, you know, we hope that you're able to take these tools that we're so grateful to offer to you and use them in your life in a really practical way. I do want to lead us guide you into one practice that I want you to take with you. So once you've gone through the questions that we just went through and you have the situation that you need to forgive in your life and you're ready to really let it go, there's a powerful practice and ritual that you can do, which is one that is so transformative if you've gone through the five core elements. I've, right. People That's do this key. practice. Yeah, this is the key because People do this practice <laughs> that I'm going to tell you all the time and they do the whole ritual and then come back the next morning and are still thinking about the same thing. So if you <laughs> go through these five elements, this next thing that I'm going to tell you will be incredibly powerful. So you go through the five elements, guide through the little questions, the incomplete sentences that we gave to you. And then the invitation that I want all of you to do, a practice and an action that I want you to do sometime in the next month to release is write down your situation, what it is, what you're forgiving, any notes about it, all the grudges you're holding, the whole thing can guide through the process and burn it. Burn it. Burn the paper. And as you burn it and you watch it burn, say, I really let this go. With my whole heart, I release this. I really let this go. And this is a powerful practice because fire, you know, really engages us in this ritual of transformation. Mm -hmm. But the burning doesn't do anything. The burning right. the ritual is a symbol of the moment that right. you chose inside of your own heart to actually let it go. Mm -hmm. Shelly, anything you want to add there? 
I want to actually, and I know we didn't talk about this, but I would like to offer a prayer that I oftentimes offer around the Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur, which is the Uh, Day of Atonement. So we're talking about forgiveness. And so if it's okay with you, I'd love to drop into that. So here's my prayer for each of you. If you could put your hand or both hands on your heart, you can close your eyes, you can lower your gaze. May I forgive you for what you did not know yesterday so that I can free you to do what needs to be done today. May I forgive myself for what I did not know yesterday so that I can free myself for what needs to be done today. May I have the courage and conviction to say the things I need to say to those who are still on this earth and able to receive my words. May I have the strength to reflect on the words that are said to me, even if they pierce by those who are still able to utter them. May I have a heart that doesn't harden up and allows me to offer forgiveness. And may I have a heart that is humble, which allows me to ask for forgiveness. May I have peace in knowing that all the things left unsaid will be the things that don't require words, love, and kindness. Amen. Amen. Shelley, that's so beautiful. This is such a powerful way for us to end this session today. And I think one of the things that I want to offer to everybody right now in this moment as we begin to come to a close is everybody just put your hands over your heart one more time and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And if you could think of one golden nugget, one key takeaway from this entire session that you want to take with you into your life, because you may not remember it all, but you can take one key thing at least, what would that one thing be? And just repeat whatever it is in your mind a few times so you remember it. You know, Shelly, my golden nugget today was your prayer at the end there. I mean, that was really Mm -hmm. encompassed the whole thing. And I'm looking at you thinking, why the hell didn't we put that in the book? (laughs) That was really special. And I'm just so- It's for the sequel. It's for the sequel. It's for the sequel. My nugget is that you always have my back. And so when I uh, am at loss for words or don't remember my train of thought, because I will say I am a middle-aged premenopausal woman, so we just have to get that out of the way. But beyond that, I know you always have my back and that's my golden nugget. Oh, I love you. You make me feel safe. You're my safe space. You too for me, Shelly, so much. I wish for everyone to have a friendship as magical as I have with Shelly. It is one of the greatest gifts to my life. And so I love you, dear. 
And I'm so grateful that our community gets to experience your magic and wisdom. And to all of you, thank you for your incredible golden nuggets. And thank you for bringing your full hearts here. May this moment, may this community be a safe place for you to continue to rise, continue to grow, and continue to expand into the highest version of yourself. As we close out today's session, everybody give Shelly some love for showing up here today. Shelly, we love you. And our closing song love you too. really goes into, you'll see, imagining this future where we have stood on and in the possibility of forgiveness and all the pillars where everyone can be free and you can apply this to everyone and anything in your life. We rise together. This is Imagine. Imagine there's no end. It's easy if you try. No hell below Above us on the sky Imagine all the people
family, kingdom family, kingdom family. Let us close out here with our closing blessing. God, spirit, universe, all that is, all that ever has been, all that ever will be, we thank you. Thank you for bringing our community together. Thank you for this moment for us to share in the blessing and the magic and the majesty of our guest, Shelley Tegelski, but mostly in the magic of forgiveness and love. May we each take this flame out into our lives and learn to forgive, to be forgiven, so that we can stand in the possibility of what is possible for our lives and no longer be controlled by the situations or the harm of the past. Thank you for guiding us here to this place. Thank you for this family and community. We love you, we are grateful, we thank you. Great spirit and universe, so it is. We are grateful. Ashe, aho, salam, amen, shalom, satnam, awen, om. Thank you. Kingdom family, it feels so good to be coming to you live from my new home and to be with you here in this special place where we rise together. I love you, Kingdom family, and I will see you right here in this very special place in our next session of the Kingdom. Mwah. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate it or subscribe, but most importantly, to send this episode to a friend or to someone you love. The only way we're gonna see change in this world is by each of us spreading messages of hope into the corners of the world where only you can reach. So send this today to someone who needs it. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. This is Justin Michael Williams signing out. I love you. And I'll meet you right here in this special place in our next episode where we rise together.